founder of his agency. He launched a couple of years ago after his poker career. Now up to about 14 customers paying on average 2K per month on, on average three month retainers. Last month did 15 grand in revenue. Uh, last year, their total revenue was about 70 grand. His goal is to build this to about 100 grand per month by December of this year. If not, he'll have to make some of those tough changes. They're currently at seven people based out there in San Diego. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. This is episode 747. Coming up tomorrow morning, Tomer Levy joins us. He breaks down how to use an open source project as lead generation ethically for his now $3 million annual occurring company business. It's grown very fast, all on the back of an open source project. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Derek Haney. He's the CEO of Volpine Interactive, a social media marketing agency that helps build contagious brands and passionate fans. I met him several weeks ago in LA. We were at Sean Ellis's growth hacking event, and he's got an interesting story that goes from poker to social media. Additionally, he's regularly seen speaking and blogging about growth and digital marketing in San Diego, San Francisco, and across the world. Derek, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. Why not? Why not stick with poker? Why do social media? Poker seems like you make way more money. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, true. Technically, uh, that is true right now, based on where our agency is. But our agency will grow into a great company that can exist on its own. Whereas poker is me personally trading time for money. Yeah. At the, at the peak of online poker, I'd say around 2009, 2010. How old were you then? Um, what's that? How old were you at that uh, point? Uh, 24. Okay. So seven years ago, I was, I'm 31 now, 31, 24. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just about to get married. Uh, holy crap. Um, I was making mid six figures and working three hours a day. Doing poker. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah. What was your it, biggest it was, hand you ever won? Um, well, uh, we have to talk about the difference between like a cash game and a tournament. In cash, you know, 40K pots happened a couple of times. Uh, that was crazy. Um, in tournaments, uh, I had a few 100K days um, in the mid-100K mid range. Like, uh, I, I don't think I actually crested 200K in a day, but I, I almost got there once. And why are you so good at poker? What makes a good poker player? So, um, Unlike a lot of my colleagues in poker, um, I had a lot of great mentors. I would have flopped multiple times. There were close moments, but I had people that were better than me pull me through and, and coach me. That was super important. Um, but my coaches and a lot of the people that are better than me at poker are just naturally 140 IQ plus people. They're just they're geniuses. And I realized really quick that I was smart but not as smart as them. And I started to kind of feel my own personal, like, boundaries. I mean, we're talking about, like, basically world-class chess is what, what I like to think about it as. Um, it's, is there, there's a lot of similarities uh, with enumeration and combinatorics. Uh, the difference is, is that chess, you know all of the pieces and positions, and in poker, there's hidden information, which brings in variables. And there's also variable outcomes because, you know, the cards are basically dealt at random. So... 
I realized that I was never going to be like that grand master of chess. And there's a big problem with that because the best player at the poker table is the one that makes all the money. Um, the second, so it's like, it's a logarithmic scale. It's like the best player makes, you know, twice as much as the second best player who makes twice as much as the third best player. And then everybody else doesn't make anything. They're all losers. And so you could be one, uh, the cliche poker statement is, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are. If, you know, if you're surrounded by eight people that are better than you, then you're going to lose. And the fact is, is actually, if you're surrounded by two or three people at the poker table that are better than you, you're not going to make nearly as much money. So there's, there's ceilings in poker that are really hard. Um, you know, you have to humble yourself and kind of realize you're not going to break through them. So it's 2010, you're 24 years old, you're making six figures, about to get married. What do you pay yourself now? Fast forward from the agency. Let, let's understand kind of what you gave up, right, to, to, to build this thing. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, we didn't pay ourselves for the first year and a half at all. Uh, we're, we're what was three. year one? Uh, year one was 2014. Um, and the company technically formed at the end of 2014, but we'd started doing work prior. And then we saw the agency as an opportunity um, in 2014. And then in 2000, and I, I always forget this. I think it was 2016, we got uh, funding. So 2015, I was still, no, that can't be right. 2015, we got funding. Um, yeah, yeah, 2015, we got funding, uh, 50K from a poker friend of mine. Combine that with my poker bankroll, which I, I was still using to play poker. And so then I, I kind of withdrew the bankroll from poker. And How said, much was that? There's a little over 100K. Okay. Uh, and, and so so basically 150 or so K in total. And the 100K goes directly towards this is what we're going to live off of until we make our company work. And the 50K goes, this is what my business is going to be, you know, investing in. And um, and so, that, yeah, that's where it went from there. So we didn't pay ourselves for a while because I'm uh, foolish, probably. And I kept saying, we're not focused on revenue. We're focused on learning. We're focused on finding the right opportunities and and like some levels of growing an audience and a community. Is, and you might as well you might as well go eat some trail mix and follow your passion and go hike the Appalachian Mountain at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it did work. It just. It it what um it, it worked because I was so far behind in knowing all the things I needed to know in business and I learned really fast. So I was focused in learning. I literally spent half of that fifty thousand on going to conferences and events around the uh, the United States. And now I can tell you, like when I went to that conference for the first time, uh, like social media marketing world, which I've gone for three years now. The first time I went, I was like, wow, this is amazing stuff. I'm gonna go use this in my business. Now, when I go, it's like, wow, that's amazing stuff. I knew that six months ago, mm -hmm. and here's a better way to do it. And this is how it works and how it doesn't work. So it's like, like I can tell that my learnings, like that I now know what most people in the industry, most experts in the industry know, because when I hear them speak on stage, I, I know. Sure. So, but what, the, back to the question. So last yeah. year, did you pay yourself anything or no? Yeah, I think in the, in, we started paying ourselves. So uh, my wife and I are co-founders in this, and we pay each uh, of ourselves twenty five hundred dollars a month. So okay. right now we make five k a month. Our personal expenses are more than that. So uh, at home, there's there's turmoil. Yeah, it's about to go up as we're we're now in. Um, entering a spot where we can afford to pay ourselves more money and get to a more normalized salary. But uh, why don't you just decrease your expenses instead of in increasing what you take from the company? So um, 
We are trying to structure our company for growth and scalability, which is really hard as a services business. Um, and that means like what I did, which I, I've made a lot of mistakes. Uh, I'm still figuring this out, uh, but I'm learning as I go. We hired people, and right now we've got two great uh, part-time employees. Yeah, Derek, so sorry, not not business expenses. I meant oh, your personal personally. expenses. Yeah, you said there's turmoil at home. How, why don't you just decrease your personal expenses so you can pay you and your co like less? Uh, yeah. Well, do you want you want to take care of my son? Well, okay. So, so what's the situation? You, have? you, you can look, look, by the way, by the way, you can still people. I meet so many parents with kids. They use their children as excuses of why, like, I mean, there is a limit, but it's such an easy excuse for parents. They say, well, Nathan, I can't take the risks you took because I have a kid. Bullshit. Like you can figure it out. I'm taking big risks with uh, that most parents wouldn't take. What's a kid cost? So, like what 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 monthly expense? About 3k a month. Okay. Uh, 2200 plus of it is just childcare. Got it. Uh, so that's 3k a month and then we have rent which is high and then we eat. Yeah. Uh, and we we've we've turned everything down. And you have to remember, I was living a very lavish lifestyle. I like had a really nice car. We had two cars. We actually what sold them now and uh, well, it was a Lexus RX 350, and then we have a Cadillac CTS. So, like, we we weren't, like, yeah, we weren't super ballers with, like, Bentleys, which some of our friends have. But it's, like, we, uh, we, we spent a lot of money. I have a really nice watch. Like, I used to – we used to do a lot of bottle service back when I was making a lot of money. Did you sell Ooh, that? Uh, yeah, we, we sold a lot of things. We changed a lot of things in our lives, and we, we went um, – you know, and that was, like, a shell shock for us. I mean, the child was a shell shock. Because we were used to getting up at 2 p.m. and doing whatever we wanted with the day. Our child wakes us up at 6.30 a.m. and uh, You'd get up and, at 2 p.m.? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Did so you party the whole night before? Yeah, play, uh, there's just certain hours that you would, uh, you'd want to play. And late nights are typically better in live situations. So, you, like, it's like you have to basically stick around until 4 a.m. Like it's, you know, only, that's, that's the, the life situation is that we're two days a week and it'd be from about 11 a.m. till 4 a.m. Yep. And, and, uh, and then the other days I either spend studying or playing video games. Or sleeping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So back to the company, how many employees okay. is the agency at now? We're at seven and that includes uh, the two co-founders and that includes two uh, VAs in the Philippines. Okay. And what do you, uh, like, what's the, like, talk, tell me what your average customer is. What do they look like? Yeah, they uh, we're we're looking for one mil plus revenue. Um, E-commerce and SaaS are a great niche, but it it works in B two B and um, for lead generation and a lot of other things. But they have to be thought leaders in willingness to produce great content. Uh, social media, social media marketing is really about distributing great content and getting in front of the right people, and we're really good at that. We're good at repurposing great content, but we don't right now uh, create the content. It really needs to come and be extracted from the company itself. So we're looking for partners that are that know how to you know be experts in their industry, but are having a hard time getting that in front of the right audience. And what did the what did the agency do in 2016 revenue? Uh, we were just about, I think, 70 or 80K was all we made. We yep. weren't, uh, the first half of the year, it was that like was top. Zero. That was top line or bottom line? Top line. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so, so how are you, what do we do in 2017? Yeah, we're, we're, um, we're, we're doing a lot better than that. You can actually go to bullpineinteractive.agency forward slash transparency dash report and see. So we actually publish our financials quarterly. 
uh, on our blog. And so Great. We're, we're shooting, yeah. We'll link to that in the show notes, but what are you shooting for? Uh, yeah, so we're shooting for 100K monthly recurring revenue by December. I can tell you based on what's going on right now, we're, um, we're going to be shy of that. Um, if we don't hit 50K monthly recurring revenue by December, we're going we're gonna to stop doing what we're doing. Yeah. So what we'll did you do last month? Last month was 15K, and this month it, we're really close to closing two or three more deals, which should put us really close to 30K. Yep. Uh, so, so it's like, yeah, all of a sudden it just grows. What's the average? Like, what's the average contract size? Um, right now it's probably closer to the 2K mark, but we're pushing this up. We're trying to move a little bit more upstream. With 2K per month. Business. Yeah, 2K per month in kind of recurring retainer. How many and, months is a is your minimum? Uh, we start with a three month contract and then ter it turns month to month after that. Um, it's, it's, I like, I've been advised on multiple different ways to do that. Personally, I'm in the field of saying like, my job is to set expectations and I would be okay with not even having a three month contract, just having a one month contract. We do need 30 days cancellation because we typically are planning things 30 days in advance. But, um, but, uh, but the first few months are a struggle on social media, especially for new properties. But even for existing properties, to take um, something to the next level, it requires you know consistent publishing, getting in front of the right people, uh, figuring out what's going to work and what's not going to work. And all of those things take time. And so just getting your hands on a company account, uh, you know, you, you need to set the expectation with the client that this is a long-term investment. Yeah. Social media so, but so Derek, is yeah, but if you're setting that, if you're setting that expectation, why only make it a three month minimum? I mean, that's actually very short for most of their agency owners I talk to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of agencies are doing your contracts. Uh, the reason I do it is because, um, well, probably maybe because I'm foolish. Cause when I talk to other agency owners, they're like, well, if you have to hire somebody to fulfill roles, you need to know that that contract is locked in for a year. So that, and I'm finding that to be a problem now as we're, as we're just now starting to see. Well, look, out. I mean, look, the problem, the reason you probably do it is because you tell somebody, Hey, it's a minimum is a year at 2k a pop. It's 24 grand. And they go, I don't want to pay for a year. And you go, okay, fine. I'll do three months. I mean, that's probably why you do it. So it's about like, how are you changing your sales techniques to get to try and convince people to do a year? Yeah, it's, I, I don't know if make the thing is, is that I'm trying to think about what provides the best value to the client. And my job is to tell them what results to expect in the next 30 days and then provide those results or tell them why I didn't. Mm -hmm. And so if I can't consistently deliver month over month, then I should be fired. Well, why don't you and just so tell them though? Why don't you just tell them the first three months, you're not going to see any return. It actually I takes do. six months to see anything. Yeah, I, I do. But then why, don't, so why, why isn't why everyone do signing a six month then? But, but why do I need a six month contract then? Because anything could happen on their business that you don't control that could make them cancel it before you've given any results. And then you're about to deliver results and you, they don't get in, then they cancel. That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> so like, how are you Like, how are you trying to solve this? This is like the key. Um, fi finding the right clients and the right partners to work with. We, we have, uh, we've dabbled in bad partnerships and bad arrangements. How many customers are you at right now? 14 okay uh, that includes a couple pro bono stuff like uh startup week san diego and we did interactive day for san diego and in sd inbound um so, yeah but those are like our those are just great partnerships they basically give us sponsorships in exchange for social media work and awesome we've gotten business off the back of that so. 
Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing though, this that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. One of the themes, guys, I have on this show is I have very successful people at selling information on. People like Amy Porterfield, uh, people that have online membership courses. And many of you will direct message me and email me and some of you even text me and said, Nathan, how do we do all this? How do we do the email marketing for a course? How do we handle the payment? How do we put the membership login on our website? You know, how do we get the course information organized quickly and easily? Well, the tool that people are using and a lot of people are using this, you can see at nathanlacka.com forward slash course. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash course. The trial is nice and free, which I love if you're like me. I just want to log in, tinker around, figure it out myself, and then decide if I want to use it or not. So it's nathanlacka.com forward slash course. This is the most straightforward way I've seen to launch your course. So you don't have to go buy 10 different pieces of software like email marketing plus payment plus a bunch of other stuff. It's all in one. The trial is totally free. NathanLacka.com forward slash course. Go there now. I'll see you there. Derek, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh, man. Uh, they Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan is a mandatory read for anybody that um, should, that believes they should be educating their market or really everybody should be educating their market. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, hmm. You know, I, I follow Sujin Patel. I don't know if he's a CEO. Uh, he runs a lot of businesses. He's an interesting guy that I kind of model um, what I'm doing after. So I guess I'd say him. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? Uh, so I'm really fond of a social giveaway contest platform called Q. It's Q-U-E-U-E at A-T-U.com. Uh, it's phenomenal at viral advocacy, which is something that I'm a huge fan of. Number three, how many hours is there? Four, Number, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, yeah, eight, eight to nine, very important. You can't, you can't miss sleep. And how old are you? 31. 31, with, uh, married with a kiddo, right? Yeah. All right, <laughs> what, what, and so take us back 11 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, everything I know now. <laughs> uh, mo most specifically, um, I think, uh, as I knew I was going to be entering business, I, I wish that I'd have been able to pursue business earlier and give up poker earlier. I got a lot of them phenomenal, great stuff out of poker that apply to business, but um, just diving into the business world would have gotten me a lot 
There you guys have it from Derek. Again, founder of his agency. He launched a couple years ago after his poker career. Now up to about 14 customers paying on average 2K per month on on average three month retainers. Last month did 15 grand in revenue. Uh, last year, their total revenue was about 70 grand. His goal is to build this to about 100 grand per month by December of this year. If not, he'll have to make some of those tough changes. They're currently at seven people based out there in San Diego. Derek, thank you for taking us to the top. Awesome, thank you. If you enjoyed Derek today, go back and listen to Hal yesterday. Hal was at Microsoft and worked directly with the billionaire Bill Gates. So break down what Bill was like and why he ultimately decided to leave Microsoft to start his own thing.